astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Today we are talking about love. Love. Isn't that lovely? (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, we are the week right before Valentine's Day, which, you know, it's been getting like a bad rap maybe the last five, ten years. Yeah. Valentine's Day is definitely like going to, people are starting to boycott it a little bit. Right. Um, uh, I've heard like Galentine's Day. There's like different now. What did you just say? Galentine's. Galentine's. Like it's, if you don't have a partner to. Oh, Galentine's. Oh, like yeah. a girl. Then like a cel- girlfriend. Okay. To celebrate yes, your yes. girlfriends. I had, well, thank you for bringing me up to date here. Yeah. So, um, we're just going to do just a little bit of like maybe talk about our take on Valentine's Day and then what we're, the main part is we're going to get into how to feng shui your bedroom for love. Yes. So yes, yes. whether you're looking for it, whether you have it, we can apply these things to everyone's bedroom. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we all want love. And, and if we have love, if we feel love, our lives are better. Yeah, I, and I swear we handle our money differently. Yep. We dress differently. I think we eat even differently. True. When we have some sense of love, because love is what it's another form of security. True. And this could even be maybe you're not looking for love right now, but right. you're looking for great friendships and great partnerships to show up. And I mean, self love. And self true. Right? Because yep. the bedroom is where you sleep. Absolutely. So you're looking for a total acceptance in that area of your house. This Very is true. This is love in all levels. <laughs> all is. levels of love can qualify here today. So we just, before we started recording, we were just talking a little bit about this idea of Cupid. And you had said the idea that because of Cupid and the arrow, that it's kind of been coined as this long shot of finding love. Yeah. However, when you were talking about, you know, your younger years and your parents, that that's not really how love was. Right. Not as much. I don't think so. That older, and I say older generation, I'm in my 60s, so my parents' uh, generation for sure, mm-hmm. you know, they had a tendency, they grew up in a certain small town. Uh, my parents were in Iowa. Um, and then they, they met, you know, they had common circles of people. So nobody was marrying an absolute stranger, if you know yeah. what I mean. Right. There was no major discovery. Who is this person? Where do they come from? What are they into? You know, you kind of had an idea already. If you're coming and you use the word village, use that word, and you really get the image like, yeah, oh, you're so-and-so's cousin. Oh, right. yeah, I've seen you. Yeah, you know, I know who your family is. So there was none of this kind of, there wasn't as much mystery. Yeah. Right? Well, even when we would go back to Iowa for vacations, mm-hmm. You know, people would be like, oh, you must be, you know, the Holback cousins. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do they know that? Because right. born and raised in Las Vegas, right. you can go days going to the grocery oh, store, oh. going out, days. not seeing I, anyone. I a month. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, I mean, they, the fact that we just looked different than their normal people that they see every day they were able to identify oh so-and-so said someone was going to come and visit and then they knew then that was us so but valentine's day is associated with this idea a mischievous Mm -hmm. 
person, Cupid, Cupid, right? Yeah. The god. Cherub. Cherub, right? Going around, having fun, slinging arrows into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And that upon the arrow you fell in love with, right? Yes. So he was kind of a matchmaker, a little bit loose, very loose terms. I think that the story of Cupid is becoming more and more real than what it was when it was originally told. How because nowadays there is a huge discovery and love is many times found, I'm going to say at distance. So like oh, you were yeah, saying online, even online, like, yeah, you could be dating someone. I mean, you see those shows where people are <laughs> right. dating, That's right. They're dating. Yes. <laughs> someone in another country that they've never met. Right. They're professing their love for, and they're getting all the warm feelings yeah. of love. Right. And a lot of times they report like this, this, this magical love feeling. And then it's not there when they actually meet. Right. Okay. Isn't that weird? That's very weird. That's very weird. Love but, could be a state of mind, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. This, yeah. But so you, that's a great point that maybe before, and again, I went back to my parents' generation, you know, my generation, you know, um, you know, I can say, you know, it was fun meeting my husband who was from Texas mm-hmm. and that whole discovery of Texas. Oh, what's it like? And I still remember getting on the plane the first time to go meet his parents. And like, there were trees. I couldn't believe all the trees, <laughs> the forest that was in Texas. And we flew up. I go, oh, you got a lot of trees down here. And, you know, it was just stupidity on my part. But the point is, I don't know what. I was expecting ranch land, I guess, everywhere <laughs> or something. I don't know. But that was just the discovery process of a whole different family. And, oh, my God, you come from Louisiana. And, you know, all, all the meanings of that. There's a lot to absorb. But it... I don't know. It, there was something. It's the excitement of it because there's so yeah. much new information coming in so quickly. Absolutely. When well, you connect with somebody. Yeah. Anyone that maybe is close. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't even just say close to my age. Anyone that's in Las Vegas. Right. That has spent a long time dating. I mm-hmm. think longs for that idea of, do you know someone? So you can check out that like check off that or vouch for, I'll say vouch for that they're normal. <laughs> Because after years of dating in Vegas, you know, that self-discovery mode can get pretty wild about what you're finding out about people because there's no one to vouch and say they're normal. Okay. And that goes back to the whole Cupid thing. Randomly shooting arrows at, and all of a sudden here you find yourself, oh, meeting for coffee with someone that, you know, you know nothing about, so to speak. Yeah. That's why I think that story of Cupid is becoming more relevant maybe than it ever has been, even though we're trying to kind of negate the holiday. Right. But anyways, that's just well, anyhow, a few talking points on it. That's a few talking points. If you're single, looking for a relationship, this might be a particular interest. Mm-hmm. But many may say, well, I'm, a, I'm in a relationship or I'm not interested in a relationship at this point. Sure. But still, we're interested all in love. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why today we are going to focus on your bedroom. So... Um, I'm hoping that you are in the master bedroom. I'm hoping that. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> we yeah. didn't even talk about that. It just no. came to me. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, a, look at your floor plan. And obviously there's generally, just by the layout, there's one bedroom that's kind of been identified as the master bedroom. Usually it's larger. Sometimes it's a connected it has bathroom. This, right. The obvious things, um, the big view, you know, something something says to you, oh, that's the master bedroom. Yeah. So if you live in a house that has, you know, a clear 
master bedroom and let's say your children are in that room oh, or your yeah. office is in that room or I don't know, you've given it to the animals or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, well, it happens. It happens. I've seen it. I've seen it where they've handed it off to the kids because they to. can put two beds in there easier than in a, a little, you know, 12 by 12. Yeah. So again, that wasn't even one of our talking points, no, but just something I thought about. So one, make sure that you're in the powerhouse position in your house. Yes. You're in the biggest the powerful bedroom. Room, the powerful room, so to speak, room. the powerful bedroom. Um, and again, just, can we just give some insight why? Sure. Because, you know, um, again, this sounds very cookie cutterish, but the house was designed to honor someone who got that big room or the bathroom suite or whatever. And so the idea, give yourself, acknowledge, that's me. Mm. If it's your home, it's acknowledgement that I that I am in. I'm driving the boat here. I'm in charge. I'm in charge, right? Yeah. Don't hand it over to the kids to be in charge, or as you said, exercise room, office. Oh, well, I'm gonna talk about that. Who, yeah. Who's in charge? Who's in charge of the home? It is the master bedroom. When I used to very actively was doing consulting, that was the last room I entered when I was in a home. I would go through the downstairs, you know, and often if it's a two-story. Mm-hmm. And then the master was the last room that I entered because I saw it as such a it's usually personal the personal space. To be honest, I felt I had to build trust with everyone. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go barge into the master bedroom and start making comments. No, it's much, it just made more sense. It's a, it's a sanctuary. Yeah. You have a better feel of the client once you've been through their whole house than to feel comfortable stepping into the master bedroom. Um, but something just maybe interesting about anyone listening that maybe has put their children in that area. Mm-hmm. Homes, I know that we've both had this experience that you go into and, and the children occupy that space. Right. The house is out of control yes, because the children have yes. all the power. Yes. And there's a reason that you can't do things until you're 18 and you're 21 because right. they shouldn't have that right. type of decision-making power. So, right. Yes, you're absolutely okay, right. Okay, so that's the first it's, one. Okay, that's a very basic one. And before, too, we go into all of our notes that we have here, I am going to say something that's rather controversial. <gasps> oh, I love it when Kate's <laughs> controversial. Is that... <laughs> she doesn't have to work too hard to achieve that, but go ahead. Is that the bedroom should only be for slept. Wow, I just combined the two words for sex and sleep. What was that that word you used? Slex. Slex. (laughs) Well, let's put that one in the dictionary. S-L-E-X. Is that how you would spell it? Slex. They don't don't have to say sex anymore. (laughs) I don't have to say sleep. Slex. Sex and sleep. There should not be TVs in the bedroom. There shouldn't be exercise equipment. You shouldn't have your office desk. You shouldn't have your library. It really should be fairly basic room. Okay, I'm going to challenge I you know. on this. Go ahead. I do happen to have a rather large <laughs> TV <laughs> sitting there in my master. Yeah. You know, this is a battle. I understand. Well, what the age we're in, wherever it's happening, I do love my TV well, <laughs> in the bedroom. But again, I, I yeah. old school says cover it up and don't have it. If you have sleeping issues. Right. That's... I would then say, hmm, maybe you need to pull that TV out of the master bedroom. Yeah, I think each one of those things that I named, we could then relate it to a larger problem. Right. So, yes, if you have sleeping issues, remove the TV. If you're having marital issues where you're not communicating or yes. there's a lack of right sexual activity, I would remove the TV. Yes. If your business is not thriving to the extent that you would like, take it out of your master bedroom. Because we're asking the space to do too much. 
Right. right? I, I'm totally with you on that. The space is like, what, I don't know, 14 feet by 14 yeah, feet right, or something. Right. Maybe it's bigger, maybe it's smaller where you are, but that's that's not kind to say, hey, you're going to be my area of protection where I sleep. You're also an office and you're a home gym and an entertainment center. Right. That's a lot. Way too much. So even just you saying, oh, I have a TV. Okay, if you only have one thing on that list, okay. Right. I mean, you know, like it's... Right. I get it. Okay. It's, it's all in degrees, isn't it? Yes. It's all in degrees. Okay. So those are just a few maybe talking points before. Okay, now that you've divided so, everybody. If you're still listening. <laughs> you're still listening. Half, half the people just turn that off. Okay. Um, well, let's start with making your bed. I know. I I want you to think about this, particularly if you're a person that loves to check into a hotel room. Mm -hmm. Why do people love that? I know a couple of people that just love staying in hotels. I think everyone loves going into a nice hotel. And why, what is it, what is it, dissect it down, what gets you excited? You're walking into a room with a bed in it predominantly. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky, a little suite attached, but most likely just a bed and a TV, by the way. <laughs> okay. Well, I would think that going into, I don't know, going into a hotel room, I'm thinking there's maybe like three types of people. Like one people run for the view. Okay. Maybe one person runs for like how big the shower or bathtub is. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else jumps on the bed to see how, how nice yeah. it is, how soft Have it is. Have you ever heard the term hotel sex? Yeah. Okay. It means it's special. We need to make this Doesn't... like an R-rated. Well, <laughs> no, no it's kidding. not R-rated. But I'm the idea is... The, 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 something about the pristineness, the cleanness, the bed made, and I must say, above average. Totally. I mean, I make my bed every day, but it doesn't look like a hotel bed. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of sometimes cattywampus a little bit this way or that. So the idea is it's because the bed has been prepared mm. for you. It is, it's a lovely feeling, and that's what hotel sex is. It's, it's a perfect, perfectly made-up bed. Yeah, the room feels special or it feels expensive. Yes. Because of maybe the extra pillows. Possibly, yeah. Maybe the the matching, even the matching The coordination, set. the neutrality generally of those rooms. Yep. Anyhow, I'm bringing that up because, I, I again, it's a mantra for me. It has been. I've, and I've shared with you many times that of everything I've ever said to people to help them to mm-hmm. change their lives, make your bed. I've had people write me letters back <laughs> saying that was the most profound change they had in their life really? by starting to make their bed, how so many things started coming together for them. And this wasn't a matter of that, oh, I got checks in the mail all of a sudden. It was the idea that they felt better about themselves and their life and good things started happening. Making, bringing order back into the bedroom so that the next evening when you walk in there, that evening when you walk back in, you're welcomed and you get a little hit of that hotel sex feel, <laughs> a little hit of it. Like, oh, my life is in order. My life is calm. I agree. I think that is one of like the worst feelings when you've had a super long day at work and yeah. you're just like longing for, I can't wait to be in my bed. And then yes. you come in and it's like, and this is also disheveled too. <laughs> like, yes, I just, it's, it's in disarray. It's almost a letdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, and then here's another side of it. And, and again, I don't know that a lot of people out there are, but making your bed is a great cure if you have recession fears. So nothing to do with love here directly. Right. If you're fearful, oh my God, I'm going to lose my money, my 401k, my stock market, my home, whatever you think may happen here. Yeah. Your wildest fear is out of control. 
the idea of the bed being your safe spot and always meticulously prepared, ready for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting because we were talking about this, that you, when you were teaching this class, mm-hmm. it was during the recession. And yeah. so this was where this recession fears came up. Right. And you had shared this cure with them. And now I would say for any of those that have government fears, <laughs> well, okay. well, right. I mean, okay. I'm just saying that there's a lot of You're maybe really scare tactics. controversy here. I'm not... <laughs> I think no matter what side people are on right now, there is an uneasiness that people are feeling. And I think people are afraid, are we going to go to war? Like what is going to happen? And so I'm just saying that I think this cure could easily be tied to what's going on right now. That if you're extra fearful right now, because there are, there's people that are filling up their gas tanks, they're stocking up on food Mm -hmm. that make your bed. Right. And make your bed a place that you feel extremely comfortable in. So if you exceptionally, and that's the word, you're not going for just, okay, my bed's okay. Right. No, we're going to, I love my bed. Yeah. So they have like these amazing gel toppers that you can put on any mattress. Um, Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. used them Mm -hmm. for, Mm -hmm. for years and you can take a really hard mattress and make it very luxurious when you get into it. Exactly. Upgrade those pillows. Mm -hmm. If the pillows are super thin. If they're stained, you get upset every time you take off like the cover, um, pillowcases that do something to upgrade your bed. So you don't want to get out of it. That's, you know what, or feel very, uh, oh my God, this is so fantastic. When you get in bed, oh, you know, and so I'm, I do double, you know, I do, I, I use a mattress pad that is, you know, a a protector or a mattress protector that's padded. I have the other instruments there to make the, 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 the waffles or the gels, all this stuff. I, I layer it on my bed. I do too. You know, so that's the idea there of getting that just, you know, really in a, in a position of total comfort and, and feeling very luxurious when you open your eyes in the morning, like, oh my God, this bed felt so good all night. One thing too that we didn't have on here, kind of like with that idea of like feeling like your bed is this sanctuary is... One, make sure that the mattress isn't just on the floor. Right. But I love to have a raised bed. Like, it takes, not I want to say a little bit of effort to get into my bed, but it comes up to, like, my hip area. Yeah, okay. Yes, right? I get what you're saying. Like, I love having an elevated bed, and I think mm-hmm. that's another thing that you see in hotels. Mm. Right? Okay. Not necessarily the mattresses are on the floor. Yes. Well, yes. I, we won't go into that topic. That's extreme. Well, I, think. I didn't mean on the floor, but even just slightly raised there's oh, usually yes, yes, yes. some height yeah. to them we want a little royal feeling yeah right yeah um i think one last thing we'll say about making the bed because i do feel like a lot of people probably have heard that one before yes, i suspect um but if you're looking for a relationship yes and your bed is unmade you're kind of telling the universe that i'm not expecting to have anyone over that's exactly right so you know you're, you're kind of saying, like, I'm not open for relationships. I'm not, I'm not prepared. Not prepared. Yep. So, again, it's very blunt way, but, you know, if you knew, if you knew that you were going to be possibly entertaining someone in the bedroom tomorrow evening, what would you do? Exactly. To potentially prepare for that. And I, I would only guess many of us would run in and just clear off, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean, or throw out pillows or make, put pillows on the bed or whatever. So I, I, it's a very basic way to go, a very kind of a shallow way to think about it. But you okay, just think about test. if someone's coming over, 
what would you do? Just naturally, if they were coming over for dinner, what would you do to clear off something or to make something the chair is available to sit down on? Uh, that's the things you would do in the bedroom as well. So, the, you know, when you what what you go to bed with, everything that's in that room, is what you are taking to bed with you. Hmm. Interesting. That's okay. a bigger thought. Yeah. yeah. You know what when you go what you go to bed with, all that is in the bedroom, is what you are taking to bed every night. So obviously I gotta put in a little thing here, maybe it goes to our next point about what are you storing by your bed, the bed stands. Yeah. You know, I've had people tell me their IRS problems they were fighting were in the, in that drawer right next to where they slept. I know. Uh, someone said they kept all their bills there. That's where they put their bills to be paid. I've seen that I'm thinking too. like, no, of no. all the places <laughs> in the home, don't bring it. I understand maybe why they brought it to the bedroom, so. The kids wouldn't, I don't know, whatever, but... The kids don't accidentally pay the bills. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But the point is, look very carefully at what you have, certainly around you. Yeah. Yeah, so well, let's just go to the bed stands. Okay. Make sure you have two nightstands yes. that are anchoring either side of the bed, and we yeah. want to make sure that they look, if not exactly the same, pretty close in regards yeah, to... they complement each other. ...bulk and height. Right, you know, not one high and one low, or or a really nice lamp on one and no lamp on the other. Again, I'm not saying matchy-matchy, but I am saying balanced, yeah, visual nice. balance. Absolutely. And that just suggests who has the power in the relationship, because I've seen some really out-of-balance ones. I oh. said, oh, who sleeps on this side? Oh, that's me. I'm like, oh, you you run the relationship, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, hand over some of that power. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they don't even want that power, but it's literally being forced on oh, them. Oh, yes, yes. It's being dumped on them. Yes, yes. So definitely make sure we have the nightstands in place, and then we want you to pay very close attention to what is on those nightstands. So you gave a few things about bills. You know, we don't want work stacked on them. We don't want a bunch of self-help books stacked yeah, on them. And probably the saddest, and I understand this to some degree, but I see a lot of medications oftentimes yeah. on the bed stand. I know. And um, again, that's a tough one because I understand to me if there's a drawer that would make it so much more better, to yeah. speak, to put it in the drawer, clear those things off. And I understand there are some things that you really do need to have right at hand. Uh, so I'm not going to make big judgments there. But um, if there are medications you're not using... Right. Let's okay. Yes. Maybe we had a cold and we right. had all this stuff. Well, uh-huh. now the cold's gone. Okay, let's clear that stuff off. Right. Any what ifs? Mm-hmm. Not like an EpiPen, but like, what if I wake up in the middle of the night with a headache or something? Like, let's get rid of those. Right. And let's get rid of anything that you are constantly knocking over. Uh, because like the pillow yeah. hits it, and then like everything comes. You know, I'm thinking like we have lamps that you turn on and off at the base. Okay. Well, if you have a lot of things sitting there in front of the lamp, you have to, oh. you're knocking those things over to get to the turn on the light thing. And yeah. Then in the middle of the night or whatever you're doing, it's just terribly frustrating to everyone. Yep. Yep. So what we, I had mentioned about the self-help books and people might be thinking, wait, what is, go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> so right. financial books, money focused books, but that starts putting a lot of the focus on me me, me, rather than partner. So let's say you're looking for a relationship. Maybe you're still getting over the past relationship. And that's right. why we have some self-help books. Maybe move that reading time to another area of the house right. because we want the, the bedroom to just be about... Acceptance, self-love, yeah. right? So make that clear. A lot of self-help books, and I, I'm thinking of a client years ago, tons. I mean, she had a stack of them, like mm-hmm. six books. They're all self-help. And she's 
very proud of them. Right. You know, but it, it's me, 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 self-help. Yeah. And if you're, again, not really good if there's an active relationship going on, because you know there's more focus. Anyhow, it's just not a balanced, as balanced energy. Nothing wrong with a self-help book. I no, love them. I, I agree. I love them. But the idea is when they dominate the bedroom, really it's not a good time because not a good place. Yeah. And I think I've said this before, but everything that we're saying, we're not being critical of, but we're trying to um, break oh. down the symbolism of what it's telling the universe. So that you can go into your own bedroom yeah. and see yes. what's go- been going on. Yes. Right? Yes. That. Thank you. That's a really important point. Not here to criticize. This is just wake people up to say, oh, wow, did you think about that? What is that telling the universe? What is that telling God? Whoever, you know, what energy field, whatever you believe in. And, you know, with that in mind, I'll tell a story myself. Okay. You know, I like astrology, and I have a really very nice astrology magazine I subscribe to, and sometimes I bring that to the bedroom, <laughs> thinking before the bed, oh, I'll read an article or something like that, and then I'm embarrassed. Sometimes that magazine then may stay by the bedstand for a month yeah. or two. Yep. And then one day I go like, Mary, you haven't even read it, you know. I know. Get, you know, move it. Move it. Move it. What are we doing here? It happens. It happens just naturally. Life is busy and, oh, I'm going to read that article. I'm going to put it by the bed. I'll catch it. And then you don't and you don't and you don't. Yeah, this this is an ongoing process. Well, everything that we're oh, talking about. Everything. This is not just, you might get really inspired by this. Go clean everything off. And in a couple months, it could be new issues. I know, again, even though we preach this, we talk it, we've studied it. I catch myself going, oh my gosh, this has been sitting here like, what is this saying? Oh, then I can make sense. Oh, why have things kind of shifted in my in my right, life? Right. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've seen is people with a lot of family pictures or friends, you know, social outings, and they have all these pictures on the wall in their bedroom of them out, obviously celebrating, having a good time. They're all fun pictures. Sure. Oh, they're at someone's wedding now, you know. But the point is, all of a sudden, go back to that statement, what you go to bed with, everything that's in that room you're taking to, to bed with you. And the idea is this is, the bedroom is apparently, the master bedroom is associated with loyalty. Right. So if you have a lot of pictures that you might not know how to keep secrets well or that yeah. you might be very open about your relationships to friends and family yes exactly so. yeah anyway it's just not the best and it's who you're showing loyalty to and i get it oh i'm very loyal to my friends well sure. if you have a partner i might be kind of what intimidated right absolutely well and i also think if you're showing the universe that i have tons of friends mm-hmm. like especially when we get into these big collages of yes, pictures right. which yeah, i still do see in yeah, homes yeah move it somewhere else mm-hmm. and kind of open up that space in your room. Even if it looks blank, even if you're thinking, Oh, it looks so bare, open up that space and set that intention. Like I am open to receiving new friendships, new partnerships. And as you take things out of the bedroom, think of that hotel room, yeah. why you like it. Why do you like that Hilton hotel room? Right. Because it's clean. Not a lot of things sitting around. They don't need to be there. It's kind of down to the basics. That is a very, um, it's a restful yeah, I agree. And when you go, there's no clutter. There's tons of room for you and for your stuff to move in, right, to a hotel room. Yeah. There's plenty of room for you to yeah. bring all your stuff and move in. Right. So is there, is your room, is your room, I'll say, bare enough for someone else to move into your space? Right. And that means an open spot on the dresser where I could set something down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think overall, 
um, we touched kind of on a lot of things with the bedroom, but I, I do like that question um, that you kind of posed earlier that if you were going to sleep with a new partner right tomorrow night, right, what would you be motivated to change about that space? And you know, you don't have to tell anybody the answer to that question. No, right, <laughs> right. You Text us, have... tell us, no, <laughs> tell no. us, call us, <laughs> text Kate. <Yeah. laughs> no, the idea. No, it, it just it's just a way to frame. How proud am I of this? Yeah. How great does this look? Yeah. It really gets you thinking. Again, this is just a side point. I do this all the time. On, on Saturdays. You pretend like someone new is no, going to come no, over no, tomorrow. No, 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 not that. It's a bit different version of it. But I think, what if I, we, we want to put this house up for sale? Oh, okay. That's a good way. I, and I always think, like, how does the room look? And I look, that's how I scan the room. What if this house was for sale and people are going to be coming through looking at it? And I'll tell you, bam, 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 all of a sudden there's three things. Pick those up, get those away. You know, what if, What are they doing there? It's a litmus test I use. No, yeah, no I don't, not in the bedroom. <laughs> Please, Bill. <laughs> he doesn't listen, I don't think. I don't but, think he, you know, he does. But anyhow, the point is, no, this is, I use it in a different format, but yeah. use no, it in great. your bedroom. No, that's great. And I think, too, if you are really struggling to keep the bedroom specifically in order, that you're probably doing too much in there. Oh, oh, over control. Is that what you mean? No, like if, if, you're, if you're really having a hard time maintaining the cleanliness or the oh. order, order, oh. orderliness of your bedroom, that you're probably doing too much in there. Right, like that, that oh, you might be too working many activities. out. Activities, yeah. Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> like you might be working that. out in there. You might be. Oh, I use like the bed as like my desk. Oh, yes. I bring my bills up there and pay my bills up there. So start delegating some yes. of those activities, not sexual activities, other activities to other areas of the home. <laughs> okay. Yes. I okay. Get it. Or yeah. if you're thinking, oh, my issue is just clothes. Okay, well, remove that chair that you never sit in that is just like the catcher of all the clothes. Yes. So do yes. things. You might have to manipulate your space more so than just the simple things that we said because there might be a larger contributor. I'll say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, Crutches. Happy Crutches. Valentine's Day to yes, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Watch out for those arrows. <laughs> I know. Right? Being thrown around. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.